Welcome to week three of our October worship series, Thankfulness. We began thankfulness by exploring the joy of thankfulness and King David's decision to bring up the Ark of the Covenant into Jerusalem. Only when King David remembers God's faithfulness and blessings, God's miracles and glory, does David make preparation to bring up the Ark. And a great, great celebration ensues. Last week, our focus was on the first fruits of thankfulness. We spoke about our faith tradition of of tithing, of returning 10% of our possessions to the Lord. But also of giving first fruits, the first and the best, and not just giving the leftovers. We learned that giving first fruits is an important act of thanksgiving and thankfulness and faith. But that you also, you also are first fruits by how you live in this world and how you even use your money. Today, we turn our attention to sowing seeds of thankfulness. As we prepare to read God's word, let us pray, seeking God's illuminating grace. Gracious and glorious God, you spoke the world into existence. You speak new life into your children. And give us the light of the knowledge of your glory revealed in Jesus Christ. Give us now the grace to receive your word to be thankful, and to rejoice in it. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our scripture reading comes from the Gospel of Matthew in the 13th chapter, verses 1 through 9 and 18 through 23. That same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat beside the sea. Such great crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat there while the whole crowd stood on the beach. And he told them many things in parables, saying, Listen, a sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seeds fell on the path, and the birds came and ate them up. Other seeds fell on rocky ground where they did not have much soil, and they sprang up quickly since they had no depth of soil. But when the sun rose, they were scorched, and since they had no root, they withered away. Other seeds fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. Other seeds fell on good soil and brought forth grain, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. Let anyone with ears listen. Hear then the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what is sown in the heart. That is what is sown on the path. As for what was sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet such a person has no root, but it endures only for a while. 
And when trouble or persecution arises on account of the word, that person immediately falls away. As for what was sown among the thorns, this is the one who hears the word. But the cares of the world and the lure of wealth choke the word and it yields nothing. But as for what was sown on good soil, that is the one who hears the word and understands it who indeed bears fruit and yields, in one case a hundredfold, and another sixty, and in another thirty. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I brought some special seeds with me today that I recently rediscovered. They're not the kind of special seeds of, you know, Jack and the Beanstalk fame. You know that children's story. Jack is a poor young boy living with his widowed mother on a small farm. All they have is one dairy cow. The cow's milk is their only source of income. And when the cow stops giving milk... Jack's mother tells Jack to take her to the market to be sold. And on the way, Jack meets a a bean salesman who offers Jack some magic beans in exchange for the cow. And Jack makes the trade. When Jack comes home without any money, his mother is angry and throws those beans out the window and says... Jack to bed without dinner. But during the night, the magic beans grow into a giant beanstalk outside the window. No, these seeds are not those kinds of seeds. At least I don't think they are. These seeds are special seeds of good intention. Some of these seeds are a little old. A couple of packages of sunflowers say, sell by November 2006. A burpee signature packet of backdoor banquet garden seed says, sell by November 2007. And a couple of packages of marigolds say, expires in 2002. A package of, of salvia says, Package for 1999, but it gets worse. I have several other packets that, that say package for 1996. I bought all these packages of seeds with good intentions of sowing them in a place where they would get just the right amount of sunlight, of watering them, waiting for the sprouts to the shoot up from the soil, giving them time to grow in space, fertilizing them, watching them grow, and then reaping the harvest. The problem, of course, is they're still in their packages. And seeds in packages don't do anyone any good. Somewhere, my good intentions got sidetracked. I don't remember why these seeds never got planted. Maybe some time passed and I just forgot that I had bought them. 
maybe I put them in a safe place and I forgot where that safe place was. Has that ever happened to you? Maybe something else just popped up that at the time was more important. Or by the time that I got around to planning them, too much of the growing season had passed in order to expect to them to, to grow very much and get much of a harvest. But seeds must be planted if they're to grow and to yield a harvest. Ralph Waldo Emerson says, thought, thought is the seed of action. Now, Emerson is correct. We have to think or dream it before we can do it. But thoughtfulness alone is not enough. If it was, then all these seeds of mine would already have been planted and not still be in unopened packages. Likewise, our thankfulness for God's amazing blessings don't just call us to good thoughts. They call us to action. God blesses us because God loves us unconditionally. And God wants a relationship with each of us. And God's love is an active love. As we talked a few weeks ago, we talked about six reasons for the importance of thankfulness. One of those was that thankfulness draws us to God. And drawn to God, you and I are called to action. Not only are we called to respond to the love and the grace that that God pours into all of our hearts and lives, but in thankfulness, we want to share the blessings that we have received, and to pass them on to others as we sow seeds of thankfulness. In our lesson today, again, a great crowd has gathered to hear Jesus. It's so large that he has to get out in a boat and push away from shore so that the entire crowd can see and hear him. And Jesus begins to teach He says, listen, a sower went out to sow. Jesus calls to you and me to not only be good soil and to bring forth grain, to bring forth fruit, but to also join in the sowing of seeds of thankfulness. This concept might also be called and has been called Paying it forward as you share the blessings that you have received with others. Not because they deserve it, but rather because you choose to act with the love and the compassion and the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. The phrase, pay it forward, was made popular by the release of the movie by the same name in the year 2000. In the movie, a social studies teacher on the first day of school gives his class an assignment. He asks them to to look at the world around them and to fix what they don't like. Written on the blackboard, the assignment reads, Think of an idea to change our world 
and put it into action. Like most of the youth, while most of the youth disinterestedly slump in their desks, one student, Trevor, is mesmerized by the possibility of changing the world. After school, Trevor rides his bike back to his modest home in which he and his struggling alcoholic mother live. But he detours to a place where the homeless gather. An unkept, unshaved man is devouring a chocolate chip cookie. And this man catches Trevor's eyes. Motivated by his teacher's challenge, Trevor invites the man to come and sleep in the garage. Trevor's mother is unaware of this arrangement until she awakens one evening to find the homeless man working on their broken down pickup. Holding the man at gunpoint, she asks him to explain himself. And he starts the truck up to show her that he has successfully repaired it. And he tells her about Trevor's kindness. He says, somebody comes along like your son and gives me a leg up, I'll take it. I can't mess up again or I'll be dead. I'm just paying it forward. Trevor's mom asks, what's paying it forward? The Bible teaches that we, in a very real sense, are to live our lives forward. Paul writing to the Philippians in chapter 3, beginning at verse 13, tells you and tells me, but this one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the heavenly call of God in Jesus Christ. With Jesus We are to get caught up in the possibility of changing our world. Give and it will be given to you, Jesus says. The Bible fully supports the idea that God blesses those who bless others. We read in Genesis 12 the foundational call upon Abram and the people of God that we talked about even last week. We talked last week about Israel being one of God's first fruits, but not the only one of God's fruits. I will make of you a great nation, God tells Abram, and I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. So great is the potential of this blessing that the Lord tells Abram, in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Jesus also taught that life is reciprocal and that we receive what we have given to others. He says, but I tell you who hear me, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, 
Pray for those who mistreat you. If someone strikes you on one cheek, turn to him the other also. If someone takes your cloak, do not stop him from taking your tunic. Give to everyone who asks you. And if anyone takes what belongs to you, do not demand it back. Do to others as you would have them do to you. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who are good to you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners do that. And if you lend to those from whom you expect repayment, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners expecting to be repaid in full. But love your enemies. Do good to them. And lend to them without expecting to get anything back. Then your reward will be great. And you will be sons and daughters of the Most High. Because he is kind to the ungrateful and wicked. Be merciful, Jesus says. Just as your father is merciful. These verses most definitely teach us that we are called to sow seeds of thankfulness and and to trust, to have faith in the Lord, to have faith that God is able to take our offering, whatever it may be, and and to multiply it 30 and 60 and a hundredfold, planting and sowing seeds of thankfulness Paying it forward requires faith in God. And one of the real measures of our Christian walk in faith is not what we get, but rather what we give. Giving should be a joyful thing for us. When we understand that what we have is a blessing from God, that it's a blessing from God. It will help us to want to share those blessings with others. Next Sunday is Commitment Sunday at St. Stephen's Church. It's a time when we turn our thoughts and our prayers into action as we bring our 2021 commitments of giving to the Lord. You're asked to respond in one of three ways. First, you can make your 2021 commitment online on the giving page at St. Stephen's website. Second, you can mail your commitment card back this week. Or third, you are invited and encouraged to drop off your 2021 commitment at a drive through next Sunday, October the 25th, from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. in the parking lot at St. Stephen's. Members of the stewardship uh, committee will be there to, to greet you and to thank you and to share with you a token of appreciation 
for sowing seeds of thankfulness at St. Stephen's and in our community and around the world. May God bless you richly as you turn your thoughts into action. Amen.